0: 21 of the New Balances podcast, and I'm here with two very special guests. My wife, Elizabeth, and the newest member of our family, Ava Margaret McNamara Dupre, who was born on Friday, November 19th, 2021. So Ava, do you have anything you want to say to the people who listen? General message is just take a nap. <laughs> so, Betty, you're a I'm
1: mom. I'm a mom, and you're a dad.
0: I'm a dad. Things that uh, sound crazy to say, but very exciting to say. Um, so, let's kind of walk through how the day went because it was a roller coaster of emotions, uh, I think. Somebody had asked me later in the day how everything was going. I said it is both uh, emotionally exhausting and exciting all at the same time. Um, so let's just kind of recap the day on what went on. <laughs> Starting with waking up and waking. getting going
1: your sister coming to take care of Jameson for us.
0: We're very appreciative of that.
1: Very, very grateful. We left for the hospital around 7.40ish, right?
0: Yeah, about that. Because we Uh wanted to get there for sometime between 8
1: and 8.30. (coughs) Yeah, we're talking about you. We are talking about you. Yeah, uh, so we got there around, I think, just before 8.30, and checked in. We went upstairs to labor and delivery, where we had to wait a little bit more. We had the most amazing nurse in the whole world named Kelsey, who I will never forget.
0: She became your best friend, I feel like, in that uh, time leading up to the C-section
1: was an amazing emotional support for me when you couldn't be in the room
0: It freaked me out a little bit not being able to be in the room I didn't quite understand why but uh, you know they're the doctors and I kind of have to trust their judgment but uh, yeah so we got there <coughs> got all checked in and then from the time we got checked in uh, we went back to labor and delivery, and we got our own sort of delivery room, which was more of just like a, a holding room for us. Mm-hmm. And then you got to get into the super sexy hospital pajamas, the Johnnies. Yep. Uh, and then they showed me what I would have to wear when I went into the OR, and I think you described it best when you called it like it was a a painter's jumpsuit that covers everything except uh i have very thick thighs and the one size fits most jumpsuit did not fit in fact i blew out the crotch in it (laughs) trying to put it on so that was fun (laughs) Uh, but then i got to wear uh, a super duper of scrubs that they went and found for me and uh, made me promise that i would have to return to them so we got a a fun picture uh, of that and then things started to get real very quickly and then um, and then we got kind of got put into a holding pattern which was unexpected
1: Eh, i kind of expected it oh yeah things come up yeah when you're having surgery was that they have to make sure they're prepped and ready and they had forgotten one key item which was that they needed an assisting physician um, so they went to look for that and luckily it was only a brief brief hold up yeah only
0: about 30 minutes you were scheduled to go back there around 1030 and you ended up going in at uh, 1102 according to the Uh, time board that I was taking pictures of to make sure that I had all the relevant information because I wanted to just make sure that I had all the right information.
1: Have everything documented. So we walked back to the operating room. We had a parting hug. Um, You had to sit out in the hallway while I went in and had my epidural and spinal block done. Right? I did. I did that for you. Um, That was what I was most terrified about. But like I said before, I had an amazing nurse who let me hug her and hold her hand while they were doing the epidural and spinal block. The anesthesiologist was amazing and it was a very hectic situa- situation where I had doctors and nurses and other people all talking to me and asking me questions and doing things at the same time, Um, but things seemed to move pretty quickly, and then they asked me what your name was so they could go out and get you, and then there you were.
0: They just came out and said, all right, Dad, you ready? Um, And I was crying in the hallway, in the just uh, overcome with emotion for the anticipation of what was going to happen but also because uh, your doctor made that last minute decision to go in and
1: uh, attempt to remove my gigantic fibroid um, which was a little it was a surprise but um, a welcome suppress Hattie had he been able to do it which luckily he was which saves us some trouble in the long run
0: yeah definitely so then we get back into uh, the OR you're all on the table and got yourself numbed up and uh, paralyzed I guess (laughs) with the spinal block and um, then once I went in and sat down They went ahead and got started.
1: Things seemed to move really quickly after that.
0: Yeah, because you were in there for about 20 minutes without me, which felt like an eternity. And then I came in about like 25 past 11, Mm -hmm. and then uh, like less than 15 minutes later, Miss Ava came out of you at 11.39 on the 19th.
1: Pulled out by her right foot, as we were told.
0: And I think that's where the start of my dad jokes began (laughs) because I said that she wanted to start life off out on the right foot.
1: You started your dad jokes long before she was here, so.
0: Right, But now that's an actual dad jokes. The other ones were all just practice.
1: Fair. That's fair.
0: So from there, it progressed kind of kind of fast. Everything was kind of a blur from that point forward because we knew she was out. We could hear her crying after <laughs> the doctor uh, was wiggling her in front of the clear plastic sheet.
1: Yeah, we saw her coming out.
0: Yeah. We got a nice little photo array of that. Mm-hmm. And um, then with going over to the heating lamp that the the pediatric nurses had her under and they were giving her the, the eye ointments and the vitamin K shots and uh, they had me trim the umbilical cord which was fun because I didn't think I was going to be able to do uh, and that just fell off yesterday morning so spoiler alert for those of you who don't know her umbilical cord finally came off and, uh, you know, I just got to see her and I once again lost my shit and started crying because our daughter was in the world. She was healthy and um, you know, got to see her being measured and weighed and all the fun things.
1: And I just laid on the table doing nothing.
0: While they kept uh, cutting and taking out your... Gigantic fibroid, which, you know, I know you know already, but I did decide to take a peek once I uh, was led over to the
1: warming table. The
0: warming table. I w- looked back uh, and saw you all cut open, and saw them trying to take out the fibroid and whatnot. Uh, to which one nurse described mm-hmm. it as
1: impressive.
0: It was an impressive fibroid. Uh, For those of you who are interested, we do have pictures, but we won't post them (laughs) uh, publicly. And, yeah, I took a look back. I wasn't grossed out by the blood or seeing your insides.
1: On my outsides?
0: On your outsides. I don't know why I wasn't grossed out, but I wasn't. Uh, It was just fascinating to see. Um, And just looking at how... A surgery sort of progressed was interesting to watch because uh, the amount of sponges that went into you and the amount of sponges that came out of you and the process of them taking pictures of it and putting it onto the sponge tree is what I was calling it so that they had everything counted uh, was interesting to see but it wasn't the primary focus of why we were in there obviously my ADD brain just sort of gets distracted by things
1: well it's fascinating because this is something they do multiple times a day every day but for us it's like this really big deal and they just do it methodically and routinely and just go through the motions and it's all very quick because there were like 25 people in the operating room when I first went in talking to me introducing themselves and then By the time things were wrapping up, there were like four people. So it's but they had moved on to the next operating room, the next C section or procedure, and it's just it's just fascinating. It's all like a rhythm. Everything's you know X Y and Z, and we do this, we do this, we do this, and then we move on. Whereas for us, it's this huge deal and process. So it's a fascinating. Thing to go through. Um, I don't know how people have second children after having a C section, but that's.
0: I mean, we hope to find out, uh, <laughs> but uh.
1: Not anytime soon.
0: Not anytime soon. Yeah, you're still, you're getting better with each and every day. Yeah. Um, but it, it certainly took a number on you because, I would say, anytime you had to cough, sneeze, laugh. Or really do anything. anything, You'd be surprised, those of you who are listening, just what you use your abdominal muscles for and how much it hurts. Watching her in pain and not being able to do anything about it was uh, problematic because I wanted to take all of her pain away. Um, So after she's born, uh, they take out your fibroids. Uh, They were, oh, spoiler alert. I said fibroids. They took out Frank.
1: And Franklin.
0: And Franklin. So there were two. One inside next to Ava's head, which she must have beaten the bejesus out of because it was deteriorating uh, inside the uterus. And then one that was up on top of the uterus. Um, they were fascinating to look at. But then after that, we went back to the recovery room and got to hang out hang out there for a couple hours.
1: And I finally got to hold Ava.
0: And you finally got to hold her. Um, we took some selfies in the operating room, uh, which so- will sort of be the cover art for today's episode, um, one of Ava's very first pictures. And then, From the recovery room, we went to, uh, I think we were there for two hours, and then we went upstairs into this very tiny room (laughs) in the maternity ward. Um, And that was our home for the next five days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, five days. And what do you remember that part? Or what stuck, stuck out to you the most?
1: About... What, the maternity? Yeah. Um... It's all kind of a blur now. I mean, I cried a lot. I couldn't move very much. We had some phenomenal nurses that I'm grateful for who helped us take care of Ava and took very good care of me. I'm grateful for all that you did. I didn't change one single diaper (laughs) while we were in the hospital. Adam did 98% uh-huh. of them and the nurses did the other 2% um and that was great we couldn't have many visitors which is a bummer but probably also a really good thing cause we wouldn't have been up her visitors
0: no it gave us a time to sort of bond as a family and uh get used to her schedule which we're still doing because she doesn't know what her schedule is yet uh all been very exciting and I think the biggest takeaway uh, for me from the maternity ward stay was the nurses giving me praise and I don't want this to sound like you know humble brag or overt brag or anything um, but they're very surprised at how uh, involved I was with the um, Caring for her and caring for you. Um, and that surprised me because I thought all dads were like that. But it turns out not so much. Um, there was a story about one of the nurses coming in and she was going to check on a mom in one of the other rooms. And the mother asked the father to hold the baby. And he's like, Oh, what? You want me to take a picture or something? And the mom had to say, no, I want you to hold your daughter. So just little things, not being able to anticipate the needs of your partner or of your child was something that was alien to me. So while I don't want the praise or anything, or wasn't looking for the praise, it was nice to hear that I was doing a good job. Um, I mm-hmm. you think so too, Ava? You got comments?
1: Yeah, feed me.
0: <laughs> she looks like she might be getting a little bit hungry. Um She farts just like me. <laughs> Not as stinky, though. Yeah. Maybe.
1: They're up there.
0: The other thing that I realized was I'm a very heavy sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. I was not anticipating that. So while uh, when I realized, I have always known that I've been a heavy sleeper but it became especially apparent to me that I was a heavy sleeper um, when I couldn't hear her cry and you threw a pillow at my head and I still didn't wake up. Um, So it's something I'm learning and trying to work on (laughs) to hear her uh, when she cries, but I think we're getting to the point now where uh, she is quasi-sleeping, through the night she's waking up maybe every four hours so if we go to bed around midnight she'll wake up at four and we make sure that she goes to bed with a full tummy so she sleeps pretty well um but yeah what was uh what was it like for you with me being such a heavy sleeper because I feel like that must have been frustrating for you
1: it was frustrating and stressful and made me feel bad about myself because I couldn't get out of the bed and I couldn't pick her up. I needed your help to do those things and I hate needing help to do things, especially simple little things like getting out of a bed. Um so it was it was a lot of things, but definitely frustrating. Um but at least now that we're home, I can just hit you or kick you because you're next to me <laughs> as opposed to being in a a cot next to a hospital bed.
0: I actually found the cot to be a little bit more comfortable than the hospital bed that you had to stay in, and so I'm sorry you missed out on that luxury. Um,
1: I never could have gotten
0: off that. No, it was very low. And, you know. uh, but now Ava is home and safe. We've already been to the pediatrician three times. Uh, so what turns out to be pretty common is that newborns lose body weight because they're born with lots of fluids uh, inside of them and then those fluids uh, come out so she lost a little more than 10 percent of her body weight but she's thankfully gained it all back Um, so we had to go back she came home on a tuesday we had to go on wednesday And then on Friday after Thanksgiving for weigh-ins, and then we had to go back on the Saturday morning because she had a blocked tear duct, which we needed uh, to get a prescription for, for some ointment. And turns out blocked tear ducts in newborns also very common. Uh, But it was scary to wake up and see that her eye was sealed shut with gunk So we had to do some hot compresses and uh, loosen that stuff up. But she seems to be doing uh, very well now.
1: She was unfazed. It was me who was upset.
0: Yes. She doesn't seem to be bothered by much. We've got a beautiful older brother, uh, Jameson, who barks at anything that moves on the outside, which is a lot because for a dead-end street that we live on, it's pretty active. And we're recording today from the living room uh, and not in the podcast studio. So, Jameson has been awesome because he hasn't been barking at the leaves blowing down the street. (laughs) The little angel uh, is unfazed by his barking and is very happy right now because she's eating. I don't know if you can hear this. Just such an adorable sound to listen To her eat Breathe, smile, fart Burp, spit up All the things We're just so excited that she's here She's safe She's healthy And that mom is recovering And recovering pretty well too
1: Slowly but surely
0: The You're off at least until uh, the middle of February. I, unfortunately, have to go back to work the middle of next week. Boo. I know. But I was happy to have at least these three-ish weeks to be home with you to help you out and to relax and to bond with Ava and... uh, to see her adorable little face.
1: Like you've had any time to relax. Well I mean
0: I have I, we both took naps the other day at varying times. you know we've we've watched some movies and TV shows and um, you know spent time doing skin to skin. You know, I like holding her on my chest. I do not like that she flails so much because I'm afraid I'm gonna drop her. Or she's going to strain her neck in some way because she sleeps all crooked-like. Um, she seems to slide right down my chest. Uh, doesn't really matter what I do. I'm afraid that I'm going to break her in some way. But I'm assured that babies are very uh, bounce-backable. <laughs> <laughs> we have not dropped her, for those of you who are thinking... I've dropped her. We have not yet dropped her or knocked her head onto anything.
1: No. God, no. Why would people think that?
0: Because people have dark, twisty minds. And I said that babies are bounce-backable.
1: Not literally.
0: No. <laughs> Figuratively.
1: <laughs> She's not bouncing off the floors or anything. Oh, yeah.
0: But in a couple short years, she'll be bouncing off these walls. Yeah,
1: maybe. We'll see.
0: Jameson, do you have any input onto... Your sister coming home from the hospital. So Jameson says he wants his spot back on the couch. Because Ava has this uh, lounger that she sleeps on most of the day. uh, Next to us when she's not being held. Usually by mom. Um, But she has this lounger. That uh, she stays on. And Jameson is relegated to a very small section of the couch. And he's not used to that. But he's getting used to it. And like any good big brother. He is taking time to get used to it. He gives Ava kisses from time to time. He smells her. Or any time that she cries or anything. He runs to be at her side to see what's going on and I think that's adorable so Ava is home Ava is healthy and we are thankful to be parents of a perfect baby girl all the doctors say so
1: yes all the doctors agree that she's perfect
0: So it's not just a parent's bias but it's a scientific medical fact Ava is perfect So that does it for this episode of uh, Checking In, uh, this special episode number 21. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys at the end of the week. Bye-bye.